Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Okay, so hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and I am, as usual, joined by the lovely Ola and Betty. But we are so, so happy and grateful today to be also joined by the amazing author, Jade West. How are you today, Jade? I'm very well, thank you. It's uh, it's a very, very nice day. Um, no thunderstorms here as yet, so that's always a winner. But it is on the radar, so <laughs> nice. I might be smoking good. a cigarette out in the rain later. <laughs> 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 no, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. What a treat! It's great for the invite. It's always lovely. I love. I mind you, thing. I love talking about books in general. Anyway, it's always fab. Um, I'm one of the girls who read porn. So, (laughs) (laughs) nice, nice. Oh, that's so good to hear. We're so happy to have you on here. We've been looking forward to it for so long, (laughs) and it's just so much. It's so much fun to have you here at the moment. Um, so sort of going into um, what sort of got you started as a writer? What was it that originally got you into writing like romance books and sort of smutty books? It's a combination, I think, for me, because I was one of the kids um, at school who literally lived in imaginary worlds. Like, in fact, I don't notice anything. Like, um, I got back to my boyfriend's house not long ago, and he had an entire yurt set up, like, ready to roll in the (laughs) front garden. And I didn't even notice. I'm just completely oblivious. I'm living in, like, an imaginary universe (laughs) all the time. So, like, it sounds weird, but... um, there was a book that I read when I was a teenager called Polo by Jilly Cooper. And I was so obsessed with the characters. There's Ricky Franz Lynch, Seb and Domi Carlisle, Dancer Maitland, and a polo team called Apocalypse. And I was so besotted with Robin's Grove Manor Ooh. that I literally just wanted to live in it. Like, And from that point, they were my universe. Like, it was crazy. Um, and naturally, with romance, I've always had, like, crazy crushes on people. Like, it's one of those things, like, I get besotted with people. Um, and I'm dirty as hell. So the whole thing, just sort of fantasy worlds. <laughs> yes, we love it. Crushes and filth. So the whole thing just sort of ma- naturally mashed, <laughs> mashed into one. And here, and here we are, like, how many books later? Quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you've you've written a lot of books yeah because <laughs> with a lot of the other authors we were like oh we'll try and read all of their books and then we looked at your list and we were like mm, I don't know if that's possible in that short amount of time <laughs> I'm amazed you managed we definitely to tried stages. our best <laughs> sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Strangers is... is oh, but uh, G was saying that we tried our best. G did the best effort, though. She went through the most. <laughs> nice. Wow. I was just, like, literally, I felt like I was just consuming your books. And I got, because I got, I've been, like, quite sick, so I had a bit of time off work. And so I literally just for, like, 12 hours a day, I was like, well, good time to catch up on my Jade West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of them. I'm still genuinely, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the thing about Strangers in my bed. It's effectively, it's a duet, but I couldn't, 
I couldn't split it. Like, I just couldn't because people were like, oh, my God, like you. That would be cruel. Like one book, <laughs> like you, should, you could put it into two. And I'm like, I can't. I just, it's too close. I just can't do it. So I didn't. So now the yeah. paperback is like 684 pages long. So That's so crazy. That is not. I thought there was a mistake on my Kindle <laughs> when you sent it through. And I'm like, a thousand pages. <laughs> something's not right here and then you messaged me and you were like it's a long one and I'm like no shit it's over a thousand pages it's definitely what the hell is gonna happen in this book well I hadn't released it works though over 12 months so and that's why really because I've been working on the two of them like mashed into this huge story so that kind of uh yeah I think it works though like because it's Uh, even like the part one and part two like they're so closely intertwined like it picks up exactly sort of where it left off like it's it's one big continuous story they're not really standalone stories you know no no not at all and there's so many to it I mean like even writing it like I write um with my editor like every chapter for the first run so he's sort of with me like every step and even he was like what is going on with this like it's so twisty (laughs) and then you get like the slammer of points I think like part two when part two comes in and it's like what is this but I'm besot I mean I can't say too much with spoilers because but all I'm going to say is the crusader (laughs) yeah I'm obsessed with him. (laughs) Like I was saying this about um, Say You Swear, like my least favourite and my most favourite characters are in that book, but I think I've changed my mind because (laughs) my least favourite character is now in your book. (laughs) Because I've never had that feeling of being so in love with a character and then so deeply hating them so quickly. And it was... Like, you just got slapped in the face. You were like, oh, my God, red flags, red flags, like, run, run. And then it just, like, kind of, I just, I went through such an emotional turmoil. The girls were like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, wait until you yeah. read the book. You're going to be so I was sat in, I was sat in bed and um, my partner was next to me and I was, like, reading the book. And I, I kept turning to him and I was like, you, like, you're not going to believe what just happened. Because he doesn't read. And then, <laughs> and then th- as I was reading it. Like he was genuinely getting invested, like in the twist as they were going, and it was almost like we ended up reading it together just to like, because he just wanted to know. Now, like I'd started the story and needed to finish it with me. Oh, it it honestly, like I was getting so stressed by the end of it because I wanted to like know what happened so badly, and I was going through like I was sweating. <laughs> it was really intense. <laughs> like it needs to end now like make something happen this is going for too long how is this still occurring like I was in a full like I was asked G it was a situation I was not coping even after I finished the book I was like I give this book a 15 out of 5 but I don't think I can read it again because I'm going to go through such an emotional fuck up if I do it was intense and congratulations because it was amazing yeah, I feel like that, that's how you know that it's a good book. Well, this is it. The reviews it makes you feel are so, so split because I think it just has that. Some people just despise it. Like, 
and I don't know, it's weird because I was I was been saying this to people in general because dark romance is such a massive spectrum, but how many dark romance books? I mean, I've written some that are like the mafia type lords who literally kill people. They're like, if you go near my woman, I'm going to tear you to pieces and like kidnap yeah. them or forced marriages or whatever you know like huge themes of fantasy which is great strangers in my bed is nothing like compared to that like there's no kidnap murder no like possessive like you're gonna be my bride or nothing it's completely not it's it's, it's just like the way that i was explaining it to g is that it's an intellectual thriller like it was so yeah. It almost yeah, read like a it, like. it almost read like a mystery or like some sort of like yeah. like a thriller book because you were sort of on the edge of your seat just being like what's gonna happen next? Like what's gonna what's gonna come out of this? And then like but like by the time you get to maybe like eighty percent of the way three, you just wanna be like, just fucking leave him. <laughs> Please leave him. Like, <laughs> it's it was so stressful. Wow, it was stressful for me, and I knew what <laughs> it was happened. So stressful. <laughs> so, yeah. I was literally like, "How could she do this to uh, us?" Like, I was like, "Oh, it might be similar to like Sugar Daddies, or like you know, <laughs> like Bait." For me, was really intense, and I was like, "Okay, this is intense." But Strangers in My Bed <laughs> fucked me on a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much, don't get me wrong, but I was like, how am I going to function after this? So I was like, must read happy books, must read happy books. And just my luck, the next book I read was the saddest book ever because I didn't read the book. So I was just fucked for two days. Wow, that's... Yeah, that's quite a... I'm not surprised though because, I mean, wow. like, But that's the other thing. I mean, people, again, it's spoilers, but... With part one and part two, I think part two makes it so much easier to want to grab the character and go, what are you doing? Because you can see so much more from the outside then. Like, you're not seeing it, but it's almost like that extra insight. And it's like, and that was so, and also, oh God, it's difficult to say without spoilers, but yeah, it was a, it was a twisty one to write, but I absolutely, I'm, and also it's that love-hate thing, like people say, like, I love the characters, even though they're blatantly, well, one of them is, well, <laughs> he's not, he's got his faults, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Putting Just it lightly. He's a bit difficult to like sometimes. Just a couple. <laughs> It, it is genuinely like it is genuinely impressive to hate something so fictional. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah. create, we were saying this about um, say you swear, like about Megan Brandy. The fact that she could create a character that you could hate so much is such a skill, and to love a character and then learn like, how to a hate whole them, other level. Oh my god! Like on another level. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I was um when I read it through, I feel like one of the things that I think made it such a dark romance and maybe like why some people are like, oh my god, like this is insane, is because it is it is a situation that you really could imagine happening. Like what you were saying before, like about, you know, like mafia romances and those really possessive, like over the top sort of things. There's so much more fantastical. 
mm-hmm. but this really like you really feel invested in this woman's life because it feels like it is something that could happen to someone like it, it yeah and the way that you wrote um and was so spot on of what could happen like I've heard similar like not to that extent but I've heard stories about people getting sucked in like that before and his red flags were like red flags that I've heard about so many times and I was like how does she know how to write this like is she psychotic I need to know like how do you know how to write that character so well I was like terrified afterwards you know Actually, it felt so real. Weirdly, this is going to be so <laughs> off the wall here. I was in sales for 16 years, nearly, and chat line for a chunk of that. So it's not it's not the same, but learning to kind of read people, and that's the thing I think with Ant is that he reads so quickly into the twists and the book buttons to press and the changes that happen are so subtle I think for him and so framed with this sort of control aspect but the fantastical gestures that he makes would sort of if it happened to somebody would like blow all the negatives sort of out of the water like the scene again it's no spoilers but the scene I wrote of him with the giraffes for instance there's a scene with Cass's family if that happened to somebody, they'd be so hard pushed to walk away from that with everybody falling in love with the character, with, with a person around you as well. It would be so hard to kind of, I think, as Cass, because obviously I spent quite a lot of time in Cass's head, <laughs> um, being able yeah. to kind of split that almost. And it, yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of subtly people who are a lot subtly like a character like Ant because as soon as I released it the amount of the people that came were like I knew someone like this my ex behaved like this and it really pushes buttons because they're like I can see this I can see exactly what he's doing here and yeah it's very up close and personal it felt very up close and personal to to write it um which is fantastic. I, I love how it consumes you. People around me don't because I won't shut up about it ever. I'm like, <laughs> drives them mad. <laughs> like, they're like, if I hear the Crusader one more time, I'm just, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and I've never seen like a book where, not to give away spoilers, but read the book ASAP. So like, you know what we're talking about. But um, where the Crusader has literally such limited time with the protagonist with Cass and it ends up just making you feel so happy like just that little tiny bit but then your last chapter I read it out to G before she read the book and I'm like I hate Jane for doing this to oh. me because I was so happy for five minutes and then she just <laughs> fucked me again that that's the yeah I mean I couldn't rec- you know because I was just think what would have happened oh. after <laughs> And that I couldn't resist because it's so, yeah, it just shows so much. But this is the thing about Strangers. There's so much potentially still to come based on where the characters end up at the end of that novel. I mean, there's plenty of, but yeah, I mean, I'm not revisiting it just yet because I don't think my head would take it for a while after (laughs) 
being up close, but yeah, um... fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Al's can't either. So just, <laughs> just pause that one for a bit. Yeah. Does it does it take a toll on you, like emotionally, because you're writing about very deep, uh, quite intense topics, and you're spending a lot of time in that space, thinking about that space, and thinking from both a victim and a perpetrator's point of view. It. It consumes me. This is the thing with books. I mean, I like I said, I'm probably a nightmare to be around when I'm fully immersed in the flow because I won't shut up about it at all. And I have to fall in love with the characters. And when I am, I, I'm just besotted with them. Like, there's a lot of aspects of the Crusader that are in somebody I love in, in real life. And to be able to bring that, that realism through the pages I mean and it's the tiny details that that mean a lot that stick with you as well like and it's one of those things that will always like I have playlists for instance with books and I use them a lot like for chapters for whatever I'll never be able to listen to um the dirty dancing songs now (laughs) without being straight back in that chapter and I see it like like a movie like and it's so I'm just going to be boom so I can't use them twice and like any of the old playlists if I put them on I'm like right back in there it's so bizarre so they're like constantly they're like almost like real experiences for me without sounding odd for that so I've like lived not at all like when I'm Yeah, when I'm reading, like when I was reading it, I felt like I was there, that I was in that world. That's why I was so stressed because I was so immersed into it. And it was such an easy book to get immersed into. Like you get so involved, like physically and emotionally and mentally. And it's like, that's the magic in this book that you're just, you're in it with them. And that's why you like feel so much. Oh my God, the dirty dancing scene. So just before you speak, like, um, I love, (laughs) I love Dirty Dancing. It's me and my mum's like favourite childhood movie. And when you did that scene and like the dance and my heart, it broke a little bit. It was so, it was like, it like connected with me on another level because it was like, it was, yeah, it was, I had had to have have a moment. I had to like take a break and be like, oh God. Have you ever done a lift and nearly face planted the TV or not? <laughs> Without spoilers. <laughs> there has been many a times when I was drunk and I've definitely tried to do a full dirty dancing lift. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see that when we get together, when doing the dirty dancing scene. You have to oh video God, it. You have to video it, okay? <laughs> 100%. How is it um how is it that you come up with the ideas for your books because this like from going on this binge of reading so many of your books they're all quite different like there's so many different people with different backgrounds in different places uh different ideas like do you have like a process that you go through when you're thinking of ideas for a new book or what is it that sort of goes on It varies really um a lot of them weirdly no not weirdly as such considering what I write some of them literally come from a sexual fetish um Mm -hmm. like but then they sort of weave around the characters some of them hit me like a lightning bolt and it's like almost like the whole thing others like strangers it develops sort of more over time but 
with things like Dirty Bad Wrong, like my first one, I just I just love Mask, like, and I love that sort of BDSM yeah. world. So, and that's I think that was the first book that I released, and it, it was again, it was an amazing experience because I I lived in that book, and I live I was obsessed with Mask, and the club and BDSM, and I think I think there was a what I try and bring across in my books, in most of them, is a kind of realism to it, which I think is that combination of fantasy and realism. Um, and it just sort of pans out around that. But the character stories, they become real and just kind of develop themselves. I mean, in Hello, Strangers, he, a lot of my books are called... We, I was laughing about this the other day, right? Daddies, Strangers and um dirty i noticed that as well so i was like what am i going to call my next one like dirty daddy strangers or daddy's dirty strangers (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you should (laughs) just keep morphing them you know um but (laughs) so hello stranger um is totally different to anything else i've written and that's actually based on a journey of one of uh, my closest friends jackie who's jackie in the book and it's her journey, it's her list that she, well, it's about ultimately a bucket list, really, isn't it, to an extent? And that's hers. I've been through some of those experiences with her. And there's a scene in it which is a letter um, from a woman to her son. And Jackie wrote that for me. So it's as, it's real. Like, it was a letter that she yeah. wrote herself. And... I don't think you can almost substitute that kind of, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, as much as I would try and I hope I got her story authentically, that slammer of just having that kind of realism of somebody in that situation, write That. Um, and even Abigail in, in bait, um, the, <laughs> the dedication in bait, which um, someone commented on the other day, actually, when they picked up bait and it's um, to, I'm trying to think how it goes. To Scandinavian Pine Kitchens, plasma, um, 42-inch plasma screen TVs, Greyford Fusions and the arsehole. No, and the, the guy who put them before the life inside me. This one's for you, arsehole. And Abigail's story, <laughs> where she ended up at the beginning of the book, was mine. Um, mm. So, again, it's got that. Oh, my God, wow. Yeah, Abigail's. The guy's an ass. <laughs> That sent. <laughs> he's a complete moron. So if he's listening, which he won't I've be, read some then, <laughs> then he can get stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've read some amazing dedications. There was one dedication. I'm gonna butcher this. It's like to my ex Jake. You're a you're a fucking asshole and you're a piece of shit. But goddamn, your dick was magnificent. Have you seen that? <laughs> that's just. That's I great. loved it. I put it on. I put it on Bang Book Club and it got like 3,000 likes in two hours. That's brilliant. Everyone agrees. (laughs) That's really cool. Oh, it was amazing. Everyone loves your book, Sugar Daddies. Is it one of your favorites? Yeah, I'm Carl and Rick, you know, like. Oh my God, obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I mean, oh God, I'm so in love with those guys. And again, it was such a, I just fell in love with them. And, um, Katie's um, horse yard. Um, I have, well, I had horses, and it's actually based on the little livery yard that I used to have um, my my horse Robbie at, and he's he's Samson the horse in it. He was the Irish Draft Cross, 
16 he's the same horse and it's the same yard um and it's set in the same sort of town and so there's that kind of level but yeah i mean i haven't got carl and rick which is a shame because i'd be straight on them in there but (laughs) i know i want carl and rick can we get another book um well actually weirdly the the next one that's coming (gasps) don't don't tease me well it's not it's not sugar but it's it's a sim it's a kind of similar vein it's a menage it's a it's a very it's lighter tone than strangers in my bed unsurprisingly because i don't think i'd i'd, I'd cope <laughs> i don't know how much heavier you can get <laughs> so it's like the opposite end of the spectrum but um yeah it, it's a menage again and again it's about a guy i was obsessed with i'm not joking right there was this guy i was obsessed with when i was a teenager like beyond besotted with and this story is about a group of three people and the two of those it's a guy kai um who is amazing like he's based on the guy i had a crush on and his two best friends cherry and adam are both completely besotted with him and they move down to brighton together even though adam can't stand the fact that cherry's going it was like his dream him and kai going and and then cherry comes along because and it's just about those three but Kai is a guy I was besotted with and we moved down to Brighton. I did it at 17. I moved down to Brighton with these two guys and I was absolutely besotted with the one of them. I uh, didn't end up with him. He's actually married to a, to a guy now, which is great for him, but I don't think it was ever going to be on the cards. You know? I was thinking it wasn't positive. Work. That one, no. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it was relatively obvious. Like He was bringing guys back to our apartment and stuff and I was still like, Maybe he'll marry me one day. I'm pretty sure he wasn't going to. <laughs> but um, I was on um, I was on Instagram before, and I was telling the girls, and it just came up like 15 minutes before we started recording, and there was like this meme which was like the gender neutral term used for sugar daddies is glucose guardian, which I feel like we should add to our, <laughs> which I feel like we should add to our glossary. And maybe you can call that next book Glucose Guardians instead of Sugar Daddy. Glucose Daddy Stranger, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll do it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I love. Um, I'm going to love writing the the next one. Um, it's been in my head for a while because of the journey I took to Brighton. Um, yeah, but. I hope everyone falls in love with with Kai and Adam in a similar way than they did with Carl. They're very different characters, but Carl and Rick as well. I mean, yeah, I think I'll do hard to to top those those guys, I think. I mean, Carl as well. This is the other thing. Carl effectively has the job that I did um, with with the agency and stuff he works in. The techniques that he uses are ones that I did. So again, you have the realism of the horses and the the job situation. Like I said, I haven't I haven't had a Carl and Rick. Um, I'm hoping that you know one day, but <laughs> I'm not sure how likely. <laughs> we can was. dream. We can dream. I mean, I'd I'd love to you... meet Carl. You know, or Leo from Bait. You know, if I can. Well, actually, have you read Bait? Has anyone read? Bait? Yeah, we've all read it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, have. We read Bait. Yeah. Well, Bait again was the guy on the cover is johnny james the model 
Does anyone know that? Isn't he on like a whole bunch he of is, covers? He is, but I saw that. Yeah, the I think. Yeah, we would. I think that's who we were talking about the other day, and I kept thinking his name was Sebastian for some reason. <laughs> his name's probably lots of things now after he's been on so many covers. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I think I, and he's like amazing on TikTok, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, we love you!" Like whenever anyone posts a photo of him, they lose their. John shit. is amazing, but that, that was so weird that experience yeah. because I saw the I saw the image for the cover first. And the image is actually set in daylight. But from the moment I saw it, I saw it at night. And so I spend then months. I mean, Johnny. Hi, Johnny, if you're listening. But um, I spent months then imagining him as Leo um, with the Jacob's Ladder and stuff like that. And I was completely immersed. And then he was he was lovely enough to come to a signing in London with me. And he came to stay with me. He and his PA came to stay with me for the week before we went. So suddenly, after living Leo for months, Leo, looking like Leo, actually turns up at my front door. And it was just like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Hi. You're hi. Nice I'll to, nice to meet you. Like I've, you I've literally been thinking of your for, for months. <laughs> no, you're at my door. <laughs> You can say penis or dick on this podcast. It's okay. Yeah, that's We're okay. Against and um, sorry, Johnny, but like when he went to the to the signing with me, like even my friends were like, "Has he got it?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I haven't asked him directly. Like, hey, nice to meet you. Have you got six piercings in your knob? Like, no, we haven't. <laughs> You've unleashed so many kinks in people. Jean didn't know that she had a daddy. Yeah, kink. literally. Oh, I was like, I can't tell. I like me. We were we were chatting, and I was like, I can't tell if I have a daddy kink or if I've just been reading too much Jade West. But I think <laughs> I have a daddy kink now. <laughs> well, it's yeah. I mean, Call Me Daddy when it came out was first one of the first sort of daddy novels, I think. And I remember when it came out, and I was I was kind of worried because I thought, oh my god, like is this gonna really like bother people is this is the thing and it's my highest ranked book to date and considering it was one of the the, the first sort of ones that, that that hit high it hit number 10 in the entire amazon store like a couple of days Shit. after it went live what? <laughs> so i was like how on earth i would never have expected so many people to jump at a, at a book that's called call me daddy but it was an absolute yeah. stormer. Like everyone was like, oh. so I think a lot of people want to <laughs> probably want yeah. to check that. Because yeah. it's like, it's, it's such a it's, specific kink. Yeah. Like it's really like, like you really focus on such specific kinks and you don't know what you're going to get when you open one of your books. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, is this going to be kind of like sugar daddies where it's like, older guys just kind of you know taking care of a chick no this was like daddy daddy <laughs> it was like, proper Whoa! daddy it wasn't yeah because like you i feel like sort of like the daddy kink's been sort of watered down in a lot of books where like it is maybe it's just like a bit of an age gap or he's just mm-hmm. like you know like a little bit of like a little girl daddy thing but this is like full-on yeah. daddy kink like this is yeah yeah, yeah he's definitely <laughs> he's, he's definitely into the daddy side you know there's no there's no but there's is some kinks are weird like by me sir um that i wrote uh, a few years ago i'm still besotted with alexander henley and this is a weird thing that hardly anybody knows so i'll admit it here 
Alexander Henley <laughs> yes. is actually Eric McCormack, based on, um, from Will and Grace. But I didn't see him in Will and Grace. I saw him in a program called Travellers and got completely besotted with, like, unbelievably. And he is, well, he's not Alexander Henley. He was my inspiration for Alexander Henley. But even so that we called our, my, my partner wanted a, a dog and I didn't. So he brought the dog back and he called him Mac to win my approval. Like it was that bad, you know, like it was that bad a crush. He was like, his name's Mac. Okay. Yeah. No problem then. You know, like it was embarrassing almost, um, but I love him. But his thing oh, is no. breath play. And he's very specific on it, you know, breath play. And that's quite specific. Um, yeah. It's not for everyone. No. That's what I've I've spoken about your books before. And I was saying, like, you know, you have to be prepared to go into one of your books. Because if you just open it as, like, a fun, smutty thing to read, you may get a shock. It's, yeah, like, it's, like, it's like getting an education. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it's I feel like as well, like, when I, because I started reading the books and I was chatting to Biddy about it. I think Biddy had just started reading Bait and she hadn't read anything else yet. And I was like like we we read dirty books like that's what we do here but jade's books are like proper filthy like yes. <laughs> proper filthy and Benny was like sick i'm looking forward to yeah, it <laughs> you feel like you got slapped in the face with a dick when you read one of your books you're like wow what just happened that's a good thing but like some of them i mean i'm not joking right the amount of stuff on things like poison which again i'm admitting here because this is girls who like porn right um yeah. or girls who read porn or whatever um you know, read like same thing. You know what I mean. We all like it. <laughs> yeah, we all like we it. Love it. <laughs> uh, poison. Uh, people are like, oh my god, that's disgusting. People wouldn't do that in real life. Um, well, uh, I think you'll find they do. <laughs> Those are my yeah. panties on the yeah. cover. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's my boyfriend's mouth on the cover. You know, like <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and it gets pretty full on, but you now I've always been like, I've always been like, I don't know why. I mean, my very first boyfriend, uh, Malcolm, he was similar to me, and I think if we hadn't have been each other's first partner and been like, let's try whatever we like, let's do that. I don't know whether I'd have ever had the freedom of exploring whatever I wanted to do. So I've got him to thank for that largely because he was dirty as hell right from the beginning. And it was just like, hey, <laughs> like, let's set our Shout boundaries. Out to yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so it's God, just like. God bless you, Malcolm, for yeah. giving us this version of what? Jade West. We love you, Malcolm. Even, um, even the scene in Bait where they're up on the Malvern Hills and she has to sort of slip on her out. That happened. Like, I was up on the Malvern Hills with Malcolm years ago looking Ooh, down at them yeah and um and I got back and my legs were caked I couldn't walk down it was so pitch black and I had to slide down on my butt right and when I got down my whole legs were covered in mud and I had to get in his bath and he had to help me get all this mud off me because it was it was just yeah he didn't chase me because like he would have outrun me in like two like 0.2 seconds so it would have been a bit of a letdown you know but um <laughs> the scene happened on the hills you know it was there i remember it clear as day and 
So that's the thing. A lot of it is, I guess that's the thing that people kind of hopefully get from it is the realism aspect, I, I guess, as well. It's, yeah. And it is like, I find that's one thing that I loved about your books as well is that I feel like the way that you write, because it, it does just sort of feel like it could happen to you. Like your main leading ladies, I suppose, as compared to like some other books, like they feel really relatable. Like you feel like you could be in their shoes and it feels super realistic like even though like the kinks and stuff may come like way out of left field it feels like you're just reading about ordinary people like it like it it, you know like sometimes when you read a book and things seem almost like a little bit too fantastical like a little bit too perfect you don't really get that with your characters like they're they're quite nitty gritty it's (laughs) especially in the new book yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, there's um, Anne's very nitty gritty. <laughs> no getting around yes. from that. Um, yeah. But I think that's what I love um, about writing because, but then interestingly, when I read, I like to read the fantastical because it's the escapism. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's necessarily the same kind of escapism in a lot of my books because it does feel like it could be happening to the person next door or or you or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I do like the fantastical. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think I write, I don't think I write it like that. I think, well, a lot of it's based on stuff I know or that I've done, hence the bait scene with, with sliding down a bank with mud or a guy with panzers <laughs> in their mouth or someone getting whacked by a cane, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I try not to keep stuff out of it, like in Strangers, um, there are some very up-close scenes in that about the kind of again with no spoilers with like the preparation side that she goes through which are very very dirty but also very real i was like whoa she went there yeah but that's that's hectic i should say with your new book something that like was really interesting was when you were writing the book it seemed like each sex scene when it was with a different person you wrote it like differently like the language usage was like different which expressed like a different emotion and it was so I don't know I just found it really clever because you could tell I don't know how to put it but you could tell that things were different with each person just by the way that you were writing it yeah I mean there were so many scenes that I didn't write in strangers because it would have been like a 500 like thousand page novel um (laughs) But I imagine plenty of them. (laughs) Yeah, I had some really other ones lined up. In fact, I might do like a like like an extra few scenes at some point and keep them like a bonus, like a a little bonus novella. Yeah, like a bonus filth, you know, because I had so many ideas for that and I love that stuff. Like Ant um, is actually again, I haven't really said this to anybody much ant um is based on a guy in one of my favorite dodgy movies um and it's an amateur one and he's literally a guy an amateur guy on a video of him and his wife presumably and i saw him and heard him talking and so it and i was like oh my god that is ant like and so i had him in my head the whole time i was and yeah so they're largely crossover for me, like real and fiction. Like, I don't know the guy. Yeah. If I did, hello, that would be great because he's hot <laughs> as hell. But, um, <laughs> 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 yeah, 
yeah congratulations your your videos are great like i love them keep making them there's only two so far so just like you know keep rocking that but um he is hot you know <laughs> um and i just pictured him the whole time um but yeah, yeah. I, I but yeah it's also it's the prep stuff um like we were saying it's like the fantastical which i love is you know someone's there and there's like you know oh all these guys come after them um you in in reality I th- for me you you'd have to have a douche first do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. 100% yeah. with that many guys yeah I think yeah. you would. I think you'd go, hang on a second. I think you'd better probably do some prep for that. Reading about it or, or actually envisioning it, it's, it's quite a different experience. than, And hence, I think you might get the sort of like, ooh, like, oh, like cringe sort of, oh, my God, is she really, is she really you do, doing You get that? a bit like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's... and it's not something that, like, you talk to your friends about. No. The only time I've ever spoken to a friend about it was a gay guy. And I was like, how do you do it? And he's like, babe, I got you. You need an yeah. eyedropper and an eardropper and lots of water. Yeah. And we'll talk about it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's so weird. He was like, I got you. It's good. Do you want me to help you? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I want to know what you do. Yeah, this is it. It's just like, just the reality of this poor woman. I mean, again, no spoilers. This poor woman who's there and she's like, has no idea largely what she's getting into to an extent. And then suddenly to go, right, okay, this is. I mean, how? I mean, you could feel it in there, I hope. That sort of. Oh wow this isn't uh what i was expecting to be expecting doing um but yeah i love that kind of thing and it's that but a lot of people don't a lot of people like that is absolutely rancid i want to be reading about fantastical not scenes where someone's taking prep for for having a room full of guys (laughs) at a Yeah, we were talking about this. I think it was the last episode, how important it is to write about aftercare because it's so real, like using cloths to clean up and other things like that. Otherwise, it's just not real. Like sex is so fucking messy. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not messy, I don't feel like you're doing it right. No, this is it. I mean, like, like there should be lots of different, like, there should be body sweat. There should be other things going on as well. But if you don't come out of it going, I think I need a shower, there's yeah. some like you know something's not right i'm with you on that like it would have been pretty rubbish if you just yeah. lay there and didn't get sweaty or whatever like and also i mean the amount of people in the scenes with Cass, she definitely need the loo do you know what i mean i mean you would you'd be worried mm-hmm. if you'd guzzled that much drink <laughs> taken all that and weren't like seriously worried about peeing yourself on the bed you know what i mean you, you yeah you'd be something <laughs> wrong yeah you'd be a bit concerned wouldn't you be like i think there's possibly something with my bladder going on but <laughs> so it's things like that i mean she you know but <laughs> so i do tend to put that in which again a lot of people probably find quite like disturbing like i was really in the zone and then you talked about like needing a to run off for a pee um <laughs> it's not necessarily what i find horny but <laughs> But it like it makes it that much more like realistic and gritty, and I feel like yeah. especially with with strangers, with strangers in my bed, it's like you you want it to be realistic and dirty because it's like yeah. the whole like vibe of the book, you know what I mean? Like you you just based on like the experience that Cass is going through and the sort of like journey she goes through with Ant, like without that sort of like without those very clear like physical things that you know would happen, it 
with that those like you wouldn't get that feeling of really like being creeped out by and I feel like yeah you, you yeah. know like you need yeah you need the like, yeah and with the, the, the descriptions and without it as well like at the beginning I was like oh this is really hot and then like three quarters of the way through I was like make this stop yeah like this isn't right like why is there so much alcohol involved like why I'm questioning yeah. so many things right now like <laughs> please explain it to me because I'm stressing out. But it was just so well written that you went through like all the emotions that she was going through. And it was a really emotive book. Like you really like were in there and you were like, I don't know if I could deal with this either. Like it's the only way to deal with this alcohol because I would be like tanked. Bring me the vodka. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the thing. And that's another thing. And I hope it crept up so slowly because at the beginning it's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. That was hotter than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's just like, wait a minute, like, are you really sure you, you want to you... be doing this, you know, <laughs> like, mm, not yeah. so sure. And then you feel guilty for thinking that the first ones was, well, yeah. what? that's what happened to me. I was like, this is, fu- I hate myself. How did I not see it? And I was like punishing myself afterwards being like, how did you not see the red flags earlier like I saw them maybe like three quarters of the way through the first part and then I was like something isn't sitting right with me right now and I'm and I'm not sure what's gonna happen but I feel like things are gonna turn real bad real soon (laughs) and then by the end of it I was like the only sex scenes that I'm comfortable with now are in the last couple of chapters yeah and I feel guilty that I liked the first ones because I loved them and then at the end of it I was like Fuck you, Ola, you dickhead. You're not allowed to like that. <laughs> That's what happened as well. Like when, Because Ola was like talking to me about it and she was like, there's so many gangbangs in it. And I was like, sick, I love a good gangbang. And she was like, you won't like these gangbangs. <laughs> I was like, at the beginning you'll love them and then later you're going to be like, why did I love them? Well, I had the guilt thing as well with them because I, I really like that kind so of stuff. Guilt. Don't get me wrong, but even I was like, okay, I probably shouldn't have enjoyed that so much like and afterwards yeah. it's almost like that kind of like oh that was really hot or oh, maybe oh not so sure it was hot but it i think is it's exacerbated i definitely think it's exacerbated by the difference in writing towards the end of the book when she's like i i don't know how to like say this without spoilers but it's like yeah the monologue. difference in but like uh, towards the end of the book the sex scenes are written very differently which exacerbates the guilt that you feel for liking the previous ones and that shift is what got me yeah yeah that's where I was starting to get all fucked up and then I called (laughs) me and I was like I'm going like you know when okay I'm not gonna say you know when when people take like ecstasy they go on a come down afterwards I was explaining it to the girls I've never (laughs) taken ecstasy but that's what I imagine a come down feels like because it was like a post book come down I've never had one like that before like I don't like really highly emotional books where I cry ask the girls it's a thing I can't stand them but with this book I didn't want to cry it was more that like all my emotions were just like ripped out of my body afterwards because you felt like you were just tricked and I was like fuck you Jane I love you, but fuck you. Oh, I just... How can you do this to me now? I feel so much guilt and I just wanted to read about people fucking each other. It was such like a... She was such a picture as well. Like, as Ola called me on video, she was like, I've finished it. It's been 14 hours. I read it all in one go. And she hit her... Her hair was in like this bun that was like half falling out. She was like... She was like red in the face. And she just kept on going like... (laughs) 
I don't know what I'm doing. And then she just went, I think I'm coming down. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had a come down from a book like that before. Like I have many ones, like say you swear, I cried on the shower floor for 30 minutes. And then I was like, release, all good. But then an an hour after speaking to G, I was like, I actually need to go because I need to like wrap myself and stuff. Like I don't know how to function. <laughs> but a book has never made me feel like that before. So That's I was like, what makes so it amazing. Impressed. Well, yes, thank you. And for I've that. said this to so many people because I was talking to people on Bang Book Club about it. I was like, Jade's got a new book coming out. I would rate it easily like 15 out of 10. But I don't think I can read it again because it was so emotionally draining that I, like it took me two days to get over it and so many books to read after it to be like, okay, I can function again. It's not then, real. It's not happening to me. But, you know, I mean, yeah, this one is utterly, utterly consumed me. Like, I mean, they all do, but yeah, geez. I mean, and I love the contrast in the different characters in this one like and yeah, yeah. incredible in part you need two. a vacation you need a holiday I, yeah, I, fuck yeah. I feel like i do but the weird thing Go is Barbados. i feel like i almost need to cleanse my palate slightly so the next one like i said i'm writing is a lot more along the vein of sugar because i'm like screw that i'm not fuck getting yeah. into like like another dark romance like i won't be able to take it for the next like six months or so like yeah. no like no out of like all of the books that you've um that you've written do you have a particular favorite of your books or do you just sort of love them all equally like is it like having children or yeah. is it, do you have a favorite that's the closest i can describe to it it would be like choosing kids because i'd go oh well i love um the crusader but then i'd go but alexander henley like you oh, know he's my like god you know oh, wait a minute the mask like oh like I love James, or then it would be like, oh Leo, but yeah, Leo on the on the Malvern. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, uh, a difficult one for me that really moved me was Hello Stranger, and it's like nothing of the other ones I've written. Um, it was so sad. It yeah. was like what, probably one of the saddest books I've ever read. It was. Oh my god, I'm really glad I didn't read it then because <laughs> yeah. I. Um, I no, no, I just mean, like, I can't deal with things that make me cry. Well, don't read this one, then. Definitely don't yeah. read But, like, it. one too many made me cry. So I feel like if Hello Stranger is worse than that... Don't read Hello problem, Stranger. I don't. too many. No. People have... I've seen peop- videos of people on their porch sobbing at, like, 3 a.m. Because they've just finished Hello Stranger, like... <laughs> Oh my god, like I can't, like I can't take the, you know, and um, I'm not surprised to be fair. And again, sometimes it's the epilogues, I think, like, like, um, Strangers in My Bed, where you think you've kind of got to the end and then you go, bam, like the end of Hello Stranger was an absolute wreck. Like, yeah, it was, but it's like happy, really... like you were, you were so happy and so sad, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you feel content and warm and like but you just feel just absolutely destroyed like it's it's a really like weird way to describe it yeah it's a it's a oh yeah I mean that one properly properly tore me to pieces and it's the least dirty one I've written by a mile there's like well again no spoilers but there's what a scene where he does ain't oh yeah i mean there's not much in it comparatively so i think it quite shocked people because they picked it pick it up and go like oh my god like here it comes the filth fest and it's just like 
no, it's I'm sobbing yeah. on the afterwards yeah because when I first um like just from the title as well like when I first and I would read the blurb and sort of read like the first couple of chapters I was like oh it's called hello stranger maybe it'll be a wee bit like dirty bad strangers like maybe it'll I was I was expecting something kind of like dirty with like for a girl that has like a stranger kink or something like that but it was not (laughs) no no um definitely not but yeah that's the other way it's not really in your style to write things that make people sob so i'm like really um like it it just doesn't seem like something that you would write to make people like physically cry like yes make them maybe feel uncomfortable in certain scenarios but not like sob on their porch at three o'clock in the morning i kind of want to read it just to know what it feels like but then i'm like kind of scared as well it's it's a rough one i mean it's it's based i mean um for my friend jackie is terminally ill um and it's effectively largely inspired by her journey. So many of the quotes in Hello Stranger and the language used and stuff like that is from her. Um, and yeah, one of the, the again, no spoilers, but the the letter scene was actually written by her. I said to her, can, can you write this for me, this particular thing? And she did. And even reading it from her, absolutely broke me to pieces because it was so genuine from her and that journey um she's actually still with us she's the biggest trooper I know like she's been <laughs> terminally ill for like about 15 years now with different things they're like oh you haven't got oh no we haven't. she's amazing she's absolutely incredible and it's her journey largely but and that was uh, that was pretty much inspired by being around her I think and it was just something that that took took me over um and again, this is a bit of a weird one. I don't know whether anybody knows. My partner, John, passed away in 2018. Um, I saw your post about it because another author's past, partner yes, recently passed yeah. away. It must be so difficult. Yeah, yeah I feel awful. so bad for her, like so bad. Because again, her husband seemed to go very unexpectedly out of the blue and, and young. He was a lot younger than, than John, from what I can tell. And my God, you know... I just feel so so horrific for her because it's the start of a very very horrible journey um but it's i don't think that you i think it changes things so much and that's something i wanted to convey in hello stranger i think it was quite an emotionally releasing book for me in some ways and again it's not there's it's not filthy at all in fact i I thought maybe i should change not the name on it, but like release it as like J West or something, so people don't get confused because there's definitely no um, Jacob's ladders or um, <laughs> or, yeah. or running across the hills in it or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's definitely a shocker, I think, for people that one. And that was, um, and then I I sort of cleansed my palate a bit with the uh, Heartless, Soulless, Relentless trilogy, which is quite fantastical mafia. And again, I think it was the palate cleanser I needed. Hence, now I'm going to go for something a lot more in the vein of sugar, like a like a menage type of thing, because I just don't. I think it'd be hard to to keep continuing for me. I mean, loads of people love it. They get immersed in worlds, and they, you know, that inspires others of a similar vein, and then they get inspired in a similar vein. But I tend to like veer back and forth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And the main the main similarity between mine is 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 filth ultimately whether that's filth in a <laughs> yeah. DVP. It is definitely filthy. What's but... your 
Yes, love Dave Avery and Sugar Daddy. <laughs> yeah. I read about it, and I actually was just about to ask you, what's the your most favorite smart scene that you've ever written? That's one of them. That's one where people ask me so yeah, often. They go like, "That's yeah. my favorite too, Jay." <laughs> but people go quite often. They you go, "You did well." They go, "Is that possible?" And I'm like, "You push a baby out of that? Like, uh, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you, know, you can. You know, you you can take it." Uh, might take a bit of work yeah. and, and a lot of lube and being pretty horny, but it's definitely doable. Um, there was a post on Bang Book Club about that scene. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was amazing. Because one girl was like, is it possible to do what happened in Sugar Daddies? And like 300 people responded with, yeah, and you should fucking try it. Like it was amazing. <laughs> you might be a bit and sore I was like, next day. Wow. <laughs> I was like, how people do that like I didn't know that it was actually a thing that people did no. but then on bank book club I was like my eyes are open this is magical you I will... thought that this was fantastical until I read the post and I was like holy shit people are taking dicks everywhere yeah. I love this um, you'll definitely feel it the next day so proceed with caution yeah. definitely <laughs> do it when you've got a day off the next day because you will have a bit of a waddle you know what I mean um <laughs> <laughs> But it's doable, you know. <laughs> Apparently, you're meant to put some aloe vera gel on like period pads and put them in the freezer, and then you can you can. Oh, that's, so so that's like news for me. That's news. That's great aftercare. I didn't know yeah. about that, but um, I'll take note. That's of a that really one. good that tip. Next book. You have to do the aftercare textbook. Like, what happens if you take two dicks in the same place? Aloe vera in the fridge you know or the freezer i think that's yes. great i'm gonna 100%. start I have to, I have to publish that in the back in case anybody gets excited and goes like right i'm gonna do yeah. that and then, go, I'm gonna, then i'll get like damages like taken on me like you said it was possible and now i'm waddling and i'm damaged <laughs> like, oh my God. Jade Wiss made me do it. It wasn't you that said it was possible. It wasn't you that said it was possible. It was the 300 chicks <laughs> yes, I'm not taking it. Love two dicks in one hole. Don't knock it till you try it. And have you tried it in your ass? Like, what are you fucking talking about? Not two dicks in one hole. And they were fully going at each other. And I was like, wow, Jerry Springer. I love this shit. I know. I love to check that out. What makes you think you can't take two dicks? I popped out a fucking baby. Yeah. Vagina, you <laughs> I mean, amazing. I didn't. I I haven't had a baby, but if I had, I might I might be a bit more throwaway with it because I'm like, you get a bit of a waddle, you know what I mean? And I'm like, maybe not if you've actually had a kid. I imagine it's worse on the scale, you know what I mean? So it'd be like they'd be like wimp, you know, <laughs> like yeah. wimp. Apparently, <laughs> I think apparently apparently your vagina is like very resilient. Like it just like after a while, it kind of pops back into shape. Which is just That's crazy good. to me. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine like <laughs> having a baby. I can't imagine even just taking taking two dicks in the vagina and then just having it like after a couple of weeks just go back to how it was. Like it's a good job crazy. it does. Couple of weeks. I don't know if it's worth taking two dicks for a couple of weeks for my vagina to go back. I don't know if I'm dedicated to that much. Dirt, yeah, but if you but if like you constantly it do it, if you constantly do it, then it will never like then snap will, back. Yeah, so you never have to yeah. re-prep. Yeah, yeah, you just keep it. Two dicks in that <laughs> hole every day. Katie, that's dedication. Katie, yeah, Katie, Katie. Yeah, Katie. <laughs> Shout you just, out to you, Katie, babe. You just You're need to find, for the team. Yeah, you just need to find two bisexual polyamorous men, and yes. then you'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Preferably one that's got a dick piercing. That. 
I was yeah, thinking exactly. about that the other day. Like how I've like recently I've been reading a lot of MMF and I'm like, where are these men? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, like, like to me. Where can I find them? Men. <laughs> I'm like, totally, I want, yeah. If you're bi and polyamorous, shout like message me because I have not <laughs> heard of a couple like that. Like I want to hear about it. I don't know if I really want to be in it. G was asking me this the other day. She's like, would you want to be in a reverse harem relationship? And I'm like, yeah, but how many socks would I have to wash? <laughs> like, you got to think about it. the, like, how much food would I have to make? Like, I feel like it's just adding more onto it. So, like, the general everyday stuff, no. But maybe in bed, yes, worship me. But I don't want to, like, wash an extra set of clothing every day. That's where, like, the realism comes back into it, though, isn't it? That's where, like, what we were talking about before, about how we love, like, the realism from your books. I feel yeah. like, yeah, that's where it comes into it, that they, they're just really multifaceted female characters, which is amazing to see. Well, this is yeah. it, and I, I, I love writing those. I mean, there's one that I really want to give her own book to, um, and that's um, Raven in the Dirty Bad series. I um, would love that. Like, Raven yeah. was, like, my favourite character from the whole because i loved how she was in like all of the books yeah <laughs> it yeah. was so yeah i love her i'd love to i'd love her i mean this is the thing who would not line i just there's so many of my characters i'd love to get to know and do is the problem like like if they all came to life like not that they'd, they'd all just be doing each other anyway but i mean how would you choose <laughs> a room full of james west characters i'd be it just I'd, I'd, a lot of money i'd faint you know i'd <laughs> be like, like props and shit yeah hey alex um oh hi leo oh, what did you but yeah this is the thing about relationships though right because if you actually did like have like 20 guys who wanted to be with you at once like at first of all it'd be amazing because you'd be in bed like 24 hours a day six months down the line you'd be like they're annoying and they're annoying and I can't be done with making lasagna for twenty people anymore. And That's you watch saying. rubbish. It's... You watch rubbish TV. Yes, <laughs> I want to watch Seinfeld. Fuck off with your stupid yeah. football. Like no, Look I'm at... watching Seinfeld, bitches. I completely agree with you, Jade. That yeah. is right on. Yeah, who's and got this... time for that many people? Well, this is it. And also, how are you going to get to the shower in the morning? You know, like. Get out of yep. the way, isn't it? Yeah. You have to have a big shower. <laughs> but at the beginning, wouldn't and it like, be amazing just to go? Oh my god! Like, look at all my look at all my partners, you know? And then it'd be all my boyfriends laid out before yeah. me. Look at you all. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be right. This is annoying now. I don't want to take any more dick this week. Can you just all like get yourselves off or something? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> or just do it to each other and make a fucking other, lasagna you know? yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's all about the logistics. That's what I like about you, Jade. You understand. That was the point I was making before. I don't want to do everyone's laundry. So yeah. no reverse harem for me, but thank you. Yeah, I don't do anyone's laundry. I'm like as least domesticated as it comes. I'm terror. Like, like I just can't I mean, I just can't even put, I just hate it. Like I'm a terrible chef. Like I had lived microwave meals like all the way. I'm just like, I'm too busy thinking about like the crusader or who's getting cupcakes or who's going <laughs> to breath play somebody. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to stick the microwave now. Priorities. <laughs> yeah, priorities, you know. Um, so everyone, it does everyone's head and it's all like, okay, right, well, she's on a book. So it's just, she, we won't, all we'll hear about is a book for the next like five months or whatever. And we'll just, yeah, here goes the ping of the microwave again. Fine. Um <laughs> That's how life goes. But yeah. 
yeah I'm so excited for you to come out with your next book I'm like so looking forward to it now well this is the thing you know I can't wait the cover has been done same has it people yeah people will recognize it because it's (laughs) very because it's a menage and it's very much based on the the three characters and it again it's not as you'd expect like sugar starts with katie and rick for instance again no spoilers but katie and rick have that instant like Mm-mm. connection and then it's Just actually so you the... know, we do do a lot of spoilers on this show yeah. like we go through the full book so <laughs> that's right sugar daddies a lot of people would have read <laughs> yeah. it by now so it's okay but this cover is my favorite cover ever yeah. out of any book is it's so clever I love it's it. so good it's i just fell in love with it i mean i just was oh my god in fact when i first saw the graphic for it um i was actually with the guy who inspired the crusader weirdly and we were just looking through stuff you know potentially for sugar just looking and looking and looking and looking and then we this image came and i was like oh my god i like jumped up from the chair and was like oh my god like that is it like you can't get better than than that for this for this book and uh cherry which is take my cherry which is the the next one which is the menage oh we've got a name guys you hear it here first take my cherry yeah and the girl's called cheryl cherry so take my cherry um yeah (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, it's a she, good little pun yeah there we go isn't it so it's like yeah i can't resist that one um at least there's no there's no dirty or strangers or um daddy in it so that's a new one isn't it it's a revelation that it's completely different she can um, have her tongue out with like two cherries sticking out on top of it because that would be amazing wow this is it you, you it'll it'll be out and um yeah this is the other thing that's weird about the because so many people say all the time like they wish there'd have been another viewpoint in it, but Rick, I do that on purpose. Yeah, everyone I, says that. Yeah, yeah, constantly. Where's Rick? Where's Rick? And again, it's aunt in strangers. Again, I'm not trying to give any spoilers here, but what I try and focus on is my books tend to focus on the relationships between two characters. Like in Sugar, she falls for Rick instantly. The the story for me was the relationship that develops between Katie and Carl um hence in strangers part two is very different because and people say strangers isn't a romance completely I agree with you on that I completely agree with everybody on that it isn't a romance traditionally at all but ask spoilers different characters would have a very different perspective on that on whether it's a romance novel or not and I can imagine the the sort of disdain of one of the what this is well i think you'll this find that bullshit. it's bullshit yeah. i'm right you're wrong yeah, everything i'm saying is amazing bullshit. i'm not a liar yeah, yeah well so these characters have quite a <laughs> quite a lot to say on it but yeah i tend to try and focus on yeah the developing relationship between the two of them so take my cherry for instance again isn't going to have one of the points of view in it necessarily unless he screeches and goes no i want my own voice in it. but uh, <laughs> provided that he doesn't um it's actually a relationship about two people that wouldn't necessarily seem like the two people that it's about it's weird yeah. and 
people say that all the time like where's rick's point of view or where's aunt's point of view or and i don't know really because in dirty daddies i've done all all three yeah yeah with um with Anne's point of view, I feel like if you added that in, that would be such an extra layer of stress and it wouldn't allow all the twists. Yeah, it'd be too transparent, yeah. I thought. It'd be too transparent. Would have given the game away. Yeah. Obvious. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like the way that you did it was so clever because you're like, you don't realise that you're getting fucked when like in the ass while you're reading it. You're like, this is amazing. I love this. And then you're like, wait a second. What well, I mean, happened? Some of the... So it was just so amazing. But even I got shocked by it, which is weird, because I knew what the plot was, and even I, like, reached some bits <laughs> in it where I was like, oh, my God, like, some of the poor scenes of gas in yeah. it towards the end of the book, and I'm like, oh, my life, how would you even, oh, God, so cringy, Like, you just, yeah. So even I, who knew what was coming, was like, oh, my God, like, this is shock, which is weird. One of the cause... major... <clears throat> One of the major tropes in it is like gaslighting, obviously, and it's just so common now. And like reading about it was like, this is so relevant to like what is happening in society right now with that as well. So it was really, um, it was like really interesting to see it on paper because normally you just hear stories from your friends about it because it happens all that because of the Tinder world and the Bumble and the whatever else. It's like becoming more and more prevalent. So it was like hectic to see it on paper. You're like, holy crap. Well, I've seen people in it. I mean, I've seen, this is the other thing about, like, again, it's hard without spoilers, but I've been in situations where um, people put their decisions across. Like, you ask somebody if they want something, and the other person will either answer or give them a look of, like, like, it happens quite a lot with things like, one of the examples that I've had was I asked somebody if they wanted a piece of cake and their partner answered and was like, no, mm. no. It's that kind of stuff. So the I actually asked them controlling. again. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually asked them again. I was like, kind of shoved because I'm quite direct. I was like, shove that. Do you want a piece of cake? Like not, if you want a piece of cake, then yeah. have one. But Good it's that sort of, that. yeah, too right. And we like, look, eat fudge cake. It's fine or whatever but um uh, that happens a lot i think for people and it happens so subtly over a long time that it's hard to see i mean it's taken to extremes with with in strangers but i bet anything that it is so common for people on a on a more minor scale than that to go through that kind of process um probably don't take like like 20 guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that like that like loss of like your sense of self that you sometimes see in in those sort of like maybe sort of toxic relationships you know like you if you're around somebody you feel like they have sort of lost a little bit of their own agency and independence so they've sort of become like a muted version of themselves because they are starting to rely on their partner for a lot of things yeah I agree and it's also the approval thing like if somebody and it's the contrast of someone building you up I think and saying like you're the love of my life you're this you're that you're everything else and having that sort of approval and then wanting to kind of live up to that somehow I, yeah I imagine mm. it's a really really common one and I think that's possibly like we were saying earlier what pushes quite a lot of people's buttons for it not just the fact that hands up it is absolutely filthy and up close and there are definitely scenes in it that that will 
yeah, make people potentially quite uncomfortable and squicked out, I call it, isn't it? Ugh. But um yeah, it's definitely a it's definitely a hard one, I think, because people will feel a lot of that I think from from seeing experiences and relationships and things like that that are very difficult I guess for people but yeah it's definitely one of my intense my one of my intense ones but I don't blame people for not for not, for not enjoying it at all I don't blame some of the some of the one stars or you know all the ones I've read and they're like I absolutely hate this book it's toxic and I do think that is quite tricky for a lot point. of people. Yeah, it's just like, like ah. that's the point. Like you can't, yeah, yeah lowball something. Like yeah. the writing is amazing. How can you lowball that? Because <laughs> it's not, it's 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 not like a toxic book. It just outlines a very toxic relationship. Relationship. You know, it's a yeah. it's the story. You know, like the character is very toxic, but it's not. You're not out there like advocating for this, no, this relationship yeah. you know it's yeah <laughs> um, the and thing. the writing is so amazing it's like yeah, it's oh, incredible yeah do you want to give us an overview of the book like I'll just stop here for a second do you want to give us an overview of the book so that we can add it in because we've spoken a lot about it and people might not actually know what we're yeah, talking that's a good, about that's a good point actually <laughs> yeah so just like a little overview of like um what a, just a, a little a little me? overview of your um of your 600 page book <laughs> yeah um <laughs> the tome do you want to ask the question g so yeah, that we can yeah. go into it yeah sorry don't mean to interrupt <laughs> <That's Sorry. okay. laughs> um so for strangers in my bed for our people at home who haven't read it yet although they should they should definitely read this book before listening to this episode and just because it is a great book and also there might be some spoilers coming um could you just give us a little bit of an overview of the of the plot yeah i sure can do strangers in my bed is a very strange twisted very dark romance that doesn't contain themes that that people would necessarily associate with dark romance it is the story of a wedding planner who's gone through a very definite heartbreak she's lost the the guy that she thought would be her forever um after a long relationship and had to witness him moving on with somebody else and effectively living her dream um so she's in a pretty low place when she meets a guy at a bar and he effectively looks wow you'd imagine he's the magical prince that sweeps in um only relationships do take a bit of a turn and uh, people cannot be what sometimes what they seem to be and over the course of the book it's a very extreme and has quite extreme fetishes, so uh, it unravels quite dramatically. And sometimes you need another person's perspective to come in in situations like this, but uh, I'm not saying too much about that. But it's a very, very, very twisty plot um, and very dark. So please, everybody, proceed with loads of caution because, yeah, it's some bits could potentially disturb a lot of people. But yeah, it's a story of a wedding planner called Cass. She meets a stranger at a bar who blows her away because he's that fantastic. And the relationship follows them through some pretty dramatic twists and turns. Yeah, like you definitely need to read the trigger warnings before reading this one. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, most definitely. Don't go in blind, but go in aware. Very aware that yeah. this is going to be <laughs> yeah. very difficult. Did you um include the, a list of trigger warnings at the start? I can't remember if you did. Or um, 
I generally, um, I've been saying quite a lot of social media on on the Amazon yeah. on the Amazon page. Um, I've put just generally dark themes. The themes in it are coercion, manipulation, and, and very very dark tr- triggering scenes. Again, it's hard with trigger warnings because you've you got to be careful. You don't want to give away too much, but it's definitely what I how I framed it is coercion and manipulation largely, and emotional trauma yeah. from the past. Um, but yeah, anybody who's got people should think very carefully about about their own triggers with reading this because I've no doubt that a lot of triggers are going to get pushed pushed for people, and I wouldn't be surprised or blame people in the slightest if they launch their Kindle at least once at a wall if they get invested. <laughs> I was close. In this one. Yeah, yeah, I was close. <laughs> I was very close. So that's a yeah. Nice. <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today, Jade. It's been so, so much fun getting to chat with you. Yeah. And I feel like we've like, I feel like I've done the job of like an investigative yeah. reporter right now because we've really like dug some dirt <laughs> up on the on the next book from you. So yeah, <laughs> we're so excited. We have to have you back on when it comes out. You're the yes. first ones oh you've heard gosh. about it, actually. I haven't talked to anyone about it apart Ooh. from my editor. So yeah. Um, and so exciting. Very lucky. So hopefully we have to have you back months. on when it comes out. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. And then we're there talking about Kai and Adam and whether yeah, yeah there'll so be themes for yeah. similar themes to Sugar, but it will be very different story, but but very very definite themes of Sugar. So if, yeah, if people like Carl and Rick and yeah, they wanna they wanna. Have I'm a, sure have a everybody is going to be so pleased to hear that because <laughs> if everybody <laughs> loves Sugar Daddies, it's like my <laughs> <a> favorite. <laughs> It was it's, my first like full taboo book, and I was like, "I love this. I need more. Like, <laughs> must ingest as much taboo as possible right now." <laughs> Do you know the the worrying thing though, in some ways, is that Sugar Daddies is so well known, and it, it's had a surge again recently. But if people are going to go from sugar to strangers in my bed, strangers I mean, in whoa. my bed. Like, uh, I ought to put a warning. I should probably put a warning saying this is nothing like Sugar Daddies. Like, I feel don't like, jump from one to the other kind I, of thing. But. I feel like bait could be like a good medium. Yeah, but I know? was thinking that, you, you wanna... know, go sugar, bait, then strangers in my bed. If you, yeah. yeah. Or maybe the other way around. So you sort of like get destroyed and then pick no, yourself up. No, no, no. Don't up. start with tra- strangers in my bed. <laughs> Work hard. That's my yeah. advice. I think people would be like, okay, right, that's it. That's Michelle. <laughs> yeah, really I feel like I don't think I could read. Like I had to take a Jade West hiatus for yeah. a couple of days before I started again. After I'm not strangers surprised. In my bed. I had but to take it. was take... amazing. <laughs> I had to take a very definite hiatus after I finished writing that one, so I definitely don't blame people in the slightest. But yeah, this is the one that's definitely the most controversial of mine. I mean, there's been a lot of controversial ones with like everything from Jacob's Ladders to Breath Play to BDSM on stage to, you know, people turning up. There's a lot, and this one, I'd say, is by far my most extreme, dark novel uh which is weird because it's actually not apart from the the sex scene it's it's a weird one it's a weird one that says me who's actually just written it and it still seems weird to me now but (laughs) (laughs) it's also one of like my favorites though written by you even though it is like super dark and super like intense I've never read a book written like that before and I think that you have just tapped into something that is on another scale and you should be so proud of yourself oh thank you very much that's lovely that's always lovely to hear I do 
it, even like it doesn't matter how how many times you know how many people say they enjoy your books which I'm lucky in that a lot of people have read you know things like sugar and bait and stuff but it's always amazing to read every single review and know even if people love or hate the book they've taken the time to to read it and and gone on that journey with you through whatever um which is amazing and I've got my editor to thank for a lot of that as well because he's absolutely fantastic and has been with me through for day one from day one so he's yeah he's incredible um so I've, yeah I've, I've got a, a huge um huge respect and thumbs up to him for helping me with with stuff like strangers because trying to keep up with it on your own with something that twisty would be a hard job I think without without <laughs> someone else being there holding your hand and going like okay right let's take it steady chapter by chapter what's going on here so. yeah um so thank you so much for joining us Jade we've had so much fun having you on and we're very much looking forward to your next book and thank you everybody at home for listening and please join us next week where we will be talking about Electric Idols which is book two in the Dark Olympus series by Katie Robert very excited all right. Thank Bye. you so much for coming, Jade. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team.